Welcome to our first podcast. My name is Johnny Boy. And I'm Sheba Girl. Sheba Girl. Sheba is my little sister. She's younger by two years. Um, I'm an Aries. Yeah, and I'm a Leo. And I'm a Leo. Cool. You can, you can hear me okay, Sheba? Is it a lag time? I can, I can hear you fine. All right, cool. Awesome. So uh, today we're going to talk about five topics. Uh, what are the five topics? Um, we are going to talk about the vegan trend, um, working in restaurants and how, like, the environment, um, face masks and finances, money, and we're also going to talk about tarot cards and oracle cards. Ooh, those are all pretty, uh, pretty good topics. Um, some of them are more controversial than, than, than the other ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, cool. What do you want to talk about first? Um, how about restaurants? All right, cool. Uh, restaurants. You know, for me, every job in my entire life has been in the restaurant industry, and um, not every job. Every job except for two. Um, except for Six Flags, <laughs> and except for uh, uh, Dorney, which is almost like Six Flags. <laughs> Other than that, every single job. I mean, you can, you can discount a oh, couple. Wow. Yeah, you can discount a couple small jobs, like I did, like um, Cutco. I know everybody sold Cutco before, um, and then also like prepaid legal. I did. And that's kind of related to the restaurant. Yeah, they're kind of related, but th- those are more like businesses in a way too. Because it's, it's not really a job; it's kind of like a salesman type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but every job's been a rest- as I had like over thirty different restaurant jobs. You know, um, mm. the first one was Mount Haven. Uh, for those who don't know it, it's no longer uh, operating, but they operated for I think thirty to thirty-five years. Um, family-owned business. It was in uh, the Poconos in Pennsylvania, um, and it was owned by three Italian guys. And me and my older older brother. We used to um, um, we used to wash dishes, and we both get paid four dollars an hour. So this was back like in 1998, I think. Um, we both get paid four bucks an hour. No, it was earlier than that. It was earlier than that. It was? I thought it was like 98. Mm-hmm. Well, like 96. No, it wasn't 98. It was like 95, 96. 95, 96. Mm. Okay, but we used to grind though, man. And like we would do 12 hours a day, you know, and we get um, $48, you know, and when we were done, we'd go up to the counter and they just give us, you know, money cash, cash money. So, and the, under the book. Yeah. Or it, was, it was under the table. It was, a, it was a crazy job, man. Like that actually shown me uh, what the restaurant industry was like. I remember the owner, John, he'd be like, hey guys, you better have to move with you freaking moolies, you know? And um, <laughs> John, <laughs> John, John was like the um, he was like the the second older brother, and he was in charge of the kitchen. Um, and then Andy was in charge of like smoozing people. I really don't know what he did. Um, maybe he was in charge of. Wait, you said he was in charge of what? Like smooth smoozing, like like talking like sweet to all the people. He was like, <laughs> he was like a pretty boy, you know. And, and, then, and then Tony, who was the oldest brother, I think he was more on the business side of things. So he would look at both aspects. He would look at all the numbers mm-hmm. and things like that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it, it was a nice business, but um, you know, I think I did. Was it fun there? Was it fun? Because I know like restaurants. Because I know like restaurants where I worked at. You know, it was real fun and. You know, you socialized and talked a lot of junk with each other. And it was like a real family kind of oriented kind of job. But like, what about that, you know, being so young, how was it for you at Mount Haven compared to like other restaurants that you worked at? Well, that's the thing about it. Like being so young, um, you know, we didn't really get to have a lot of fun. I mean, we did have fun. It was fun in some ways, but it wasn't fun like the way it is when you get older and you go to parties. I can't tell you this much that, you know, being surrounded by all those people, like definitely, you know, people talking perverted, because that's what happens in the restaurant businesses, right? You see guys slap girls' butts or everybody's, you know, borderline flirting, regardless if you're married or not. Um, (laughs) And um, that was the first time that me and uh, uh, my older brother, uh, Adam, we actually smoked uh, a cigarette. One of the guys, I think he was a dishwasher or he could have been a cook. Um, we, were, we were out back taking out the garbage and he was smoking a cigarette. And he was like, why do you smoke? And um, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, you guys want one? And I looked at Adam and Adam looked at me and we said, okay. And we lit it up. Um, <laughs> and um, I think uh, Adam took a puff first and started coughing and he spit it out. And then I tried one, and we were like, "Ew!" Like, we'd never ever smoke, you know. And um, that was in the bed, but um, it was fun. Mm. Definitely good memories, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's like you know, I had so many jobs. Even like in uh, Red Lobster, Red Lobster was cool because that was more like a real restaurant job. That was actually where I met my first girlfriend. Um, uh, but restaurants. Gina. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Um, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. My bad. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not like it's her... Um, hey, Gina. <laughs> no, it's like it's not like it's her last name or anything like that. So it's just a random name. It could be Gina or Rebecca, even, even though it was Gina, you know? Um, <laughs> hey, <but> Gina. <laughs> I think people need to watch out if they're going to get in the restaurant industry because for me... It's like, it's one of the most addicting things ever. And it's like, once you get in, it's hard to get out. It's like, it's like a- a Like selling drugs. Say it again? It's like selling drugs. Like selling drugs. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. Fast, quick, easy money. Fast, quick, easy money. It is, food is is drugs nowadays. We're gonna get into that, talking about the veganism thing later, but. It is. It's like selling drugs. You get the money right there, and if you give good service, and you, you know, you're genuine, or however way, however your style is, kissing butt, or maybe you're just real genuine. Maybe you're kind of a bitch. If you're kind of a bitch, sometimes people tip you more. It's weird, but anyway. Wait, so, so however your style is to get the money, you know, you gotta get it. Wait. So are you trying to say that? Yeah. Are you trying to say that restaurants are a drug cartel? <laughs> Yup. <laughs> yup. Because <laughs> of the food. <laughs> People are addicted. If you really look at it, I mean, I didn't like think of it beforehand. Like, I didn't think of it coming into this conversation. But, you know, really, honestly, if you really look at it, food 
nowadays are really drugs, especially the kind of foods at restaurants, you know what I mean? Yeah, they are kind of drugs. Like your real, like, home-cooked meals. Like, you're not going to have, like, some milk with the rice, you know, going to a restaurant. You know what I mean? That's salad. You're going to have, like, some wings or, you know what I mean? Something like that, so. Right. It is. And, and, and you know, I, I work at big chain, <laughs> big chain restaurants, things like like uh, Cheesecake Factory and, and BJ's and, you know, mm-hmm. and all these big giants and, you know, being managers in these places, you know, as I got older. And um, looking at the back side of, side of things, restaurants, they have something mm-hmm. called the um, craveability. Um, was it called craveability? I think it was called the craveability. And it was pretty much like they want the food so uh, sugary to the point where it hits that perfect craveability spot. So like, um, so like oh, you, wow. yeah, yeah. So you would put just enough sugar, but like if you add one mm-hmm. more gram of sugar, and then you would taste it, and you would mm-hmm. go, oh, this is too sweet. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or oh. you would put just enough salt to where it doesn't hit that borderline where you would go, oh, this is too salty. And by doing that, you um, um, actually um, create a craveability where people crave more of it. Hmm. This is something that's known in the food industry and they practice it all the time in fast food restaurants and things like that, you know? Is it like a scientific type of thing? It's a scientific type of thing. You can actually uh, do a, a, a study on it. I think it's something like with uh, food science or something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, everybody, you know, trying to get that money. They're trying to get that paper. So, mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger and I was serving, the manager would say, look at each person that comes in the door as they have your money. And you got to think about how am I going to get that money out of their pocket and put it into my pocket. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's funny because you, you said, um, <laughs> you, you said like everybody has their own style. And, and, and like it really all depends like what your style is so like what was your style when you were a server because you were a server and you also cooked uh, a little bit but let's talk about serving for a while so like yeah I was a server for the most part like for a long time and um, serving was really fun my style is like my genuine personality which like I'm pretty bubbly a little goofy and I'm pretty open so like people would um you know, people would feel comfortable with talking to me or if they had an issue, they would feel comfortable telling me about their issue and not feeling like, you know, mm. um, like they were going to get their food messed up or something like that. I don't know. You know how some servers are closed up and you're like, no, never mind. <laughs> it's okay. Like, no, my food's fine, but it's like your food's not really fine, but you don't want to tell that person. Right. Yeah, because so, you don't, you don't Yeah, I don't know. Do you um and, and and then my style was also there, so I wouldn't think about the tip because it's just I would think about you know how I can help that's help the person you know get them what they want get them what they want right you know what I mean I wouldn't think about the tip but um if it was a big table of course and of course I would always sell so I would always upsell mm-hmm. so like um you know I would just slide it in there well would you like to add such and such with that. You know, because that's how you're gonna make a bigger tip. So, yeah. Right, right, right. But, but like, um, did you ever judge your uh, table? You know how like 
like for instance, I remember sometimes there'd be some guys that would come in and they would look like some construction guys or just like some guys that were down and out. And you know, the server mm-hmm. would be like, oh my God, Jonathan, I don't want to take this table. Like, can you take it from me? And then I'd be like, sure, I'll take it. And then I'll go and talk to the table like, hey guys, what's going on? My name is, you know, Johnny, I'll be taking care of you today. And then um, all of a sudden, really cool. big tip, each one of them tipped me like $25. I got $100, you know? Seriously? That, happened. that really happened? It happened a couple of times. It happened in uh, Ruby Ruby Tuesday uh, back in Pennsylvania. I'll never forget about it. Yeah. So, but I know a lot of people judge uh, uh, tables, a lot of servers. And if you're a server listening to yeah. me, don't say you don't because I know you judge tables. You'll probably be that. Everybody judges tables. Yeah, it's sometimes people, you know, will come in, there would be like a, like a group of uh, Spanish people, and then people say, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to take them. Or there would be some some ghetto uh, black people, and they go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like this type of table. Or um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, some other type of group that people might uh, uh, stereo-alize, um, you know? Um, but it happens a lot. It happens a whole lot. I mean, after I found out what went on, how people did judge people, I would always, um, I made it a point not to judge people um, because I noticed that, I noticed this, I noticed a lot, I learned a lot in restaurants and working with people. People will pick up on your energy and it's going to reflect, that's going to really reflect on your tip. <laughs> if you give bad energy off, people are going to pick up on it. You know what I mean? No matter how, you could be, you can make the biggest smile. But if you have, like, a funny energy, like, people are going to know when you judge them. Like, people, like, we can pick up our energy. And so, (laughs) they might smile on your face, too, and then leave you a poor tip. But, um, yeah, it's it's not cool to judge because some of the biggest tips come from people that, you know, you might not think that they would come from initially. So. Right. Yeah, because on on the flip side, you know, you have a table, people who look so casual, like they got money, etc. And you would do everything by the book and you would be thinking in your head like, yeah, I'm about to kill it. I'm about to get a big tip on this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then you get like $2 or something like that, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple of those. Um, I remember one time I worked, I'm not going to say where I worked. I don't know if I can say, but anyway. <laughs> Let's just say I was working at a restaurant at the Lenox Mall, right? Uh-huh. So, um, these two, it was like two or three people, they sat at a table. I had a table. They ran up the bill to like only like 90 something dollars, like $97 with some change. Yeah. So they told me that they paid off a $100 bill and told me to keep the change. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so I like, the bill was like $97 or some change. And he gave you $100 and said, you can keep the change. Yes. Wow. Did they, did they do it with like a, like in a nice way? Or was it kind of like snooty? It was kind of like snooty. Like, whatever. Like, hmm, you can just have that. Mm. You know. And so, um, like five minutes later, I went to the restroom, right? Uh-huh. And you have to kind of go outside of the restroom around to go to the restroom anyway so I saw them in the mall (laughs) and the guy (laughs) the guy at the table 
the guy that was sitting at the table, he noticed me. He had tried to um like hit on me or whatnot, right? He tried to holler so you. I was like, oh. <laughs> he tried to holler you yeah. and give you a two dollars fucking tip. Yeah, but the girl that he was with, she had paid. Okay. But anyway, he tried to hit on me, and then I was like, huh? I was like, you left me like two dollars or something like that. And then next thing I know, the girl was up at the <laughs> at the host stand telling on me. <laughs> yes, she was at the whole stand telling on me, and then they was like, "Oh, you gonna get fired?" That's what like people were thinking. Like, and then I told them what happened about how the guy was trying to hit on me, and I, and that that was my rejection. Right. And they were like, "Well, if you know, he took it personal, then you had a right to be personal too." Mm, beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, they gave her they gave her gift certificates and everything. Wow. I was like. I know. I hate people. I don't, I don't say hate. That's a strong word. But I really dislike the people <laughs> that will complain just to get stuff. Like you just have to get fa- free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have a family come in, and this is where like judging. I don't want to judge, but you know, you get these tables often. You know what I mean? And like you can kind of pick them up. Yeah. Like they come there and they're automatically expecting to get free things. Like they will order. I don't know, a margarita, and then take one sip and make it face like, oh, nah, I don't like this. Um, and, 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 and I need some more alcohol, and then you got to take it back, and this was not a serving, ask the manager to comp it, because they didn't like it. Or, being a manager, the server would ask me to comp it, and what I would do is I would take it back to the bar and say, okay, we're giving more alcohol. I would pour alcohol directly in the straw, so that when they take a sip out of it, their first big sip is alcohol. <laughs> You know, but 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 you get people like that. It's like they come in and they just they just want free stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that that's not really really cool, man. That's why you know um it's like whatever restaurant you work in, and you are going to work in a restaurant, you got to really think about the area that you're working in. Are you working in a wealthy area? Are you working in an area that's kind of like ghetto, or are you working in an area that's maybe in a college town? because all of those demographics are going to determine uh, what type of people um, are going to be around. And like, I don't like being in certain type of environments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same here, same for me. Yeah, the, the best environment- I always, like, I always like to go for volume. Volume, mm. I like to go, I, I like to go family. So like restaurants that are like, um, in like family neighborhoods, like where you have like wealthy families. So you don't get that ghetto crowd. You don't get that, that snooty crowd. You just get regular folks, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. But um, restaurants change, man. They definitely change nowadays, especially with the whole um, face mask. Like, I, I'm done with restaurants. You know, I'm, I make cooking videos and things like that, but I will never go back to the restaurant. And, and what um, was the last straw for me was you know being a manager right i was a manager at a corporation publicly traded corporate corporation they sold uh yeah huh yeah i'm listening yeah they sold they sold pizza and they sold beer um and that's what they were known for and they had you know big tvs and everything like that and you know a really known restaurant is all around the united states and it's still constantly growing and I, and I was a manager and I was doing I was doing pretty good and I even say how much I was making I was making uh, 80,000 a year plus um, bonuses and managers were required 
to um, work at least uh, 50 hours a week, a minimum of 50 hours a week. And that's like 10 hours a day. And that's not taking in the total mm. of driving there and driving back. So for somebody on the outside looking in, they might say that's good, but what was the last straw for me was when um, this whole coronavirus thing happened and everybody right. had, everybody had to wear a face mask. So um, I didn't like that, man. You know, it's like, I'm the type of manager. What did you do? Well, I was the type of manager that was really, that's always vocal, that likes to talk a lot. Like, you know, if you're running running the line on the expo line and you're like, hey, I need, you know, um, this food, I need a runner to table, blah, 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 you know, uh, hands hands in the window, please, or whatever the terminology is that people use. That's what I would use, you know, hands in the window, I need runners, let's go servers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm vocal. And, um, you know, I would tell, tell cooks, hey, make sure you drop down more fries. Hey, go to put down that steak or whatever. And having a face mask. More off, like bossy. Cool, me? <laughs> no, bo- no vocal, more like bossy. <laughs> well, in some ways I was bossy, but in another ways I was a leader and I got stuff bro, done. Bro, bro, I know how you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Like when restaurants are crazy, are crazy busy and the people are in the weeds. Yeah. You need somebody who's gonna be very precise, loud, and direct to make things run smooth. That is true. Yeah, because it can be so so chaotic. You know what I mean? One, it, it, like, it really can get chaotic. If two or three servers mess up, they could put the whole entire kitchen back on a Saturday night. I was always one of those servers that would mess up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes at, at my beginning days, of at first. Oh wow. Not, not at the breakfast place, but yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, I would have fired you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I was too cool. No, but but what what I was saying though is like, once we had to put the face mask on our face, um, man, huh. I felt like I was a dog that was being muzzled. So that was that was the first draw, and then I noticed that I would get tired, you know, and a lot of the other managers. They would say that they would get tired too with the face mask on. So I spoke up and I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do it. And, and I got a, a doctor's note. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what I mean? After this, like, I'm done, you know? You would get tired? Yeah, I would get tired. I mean, think about being in a hot kitchen, you know? It's hot in the kitchen. Right. And and other managers said that too? Other managers said they were tired too. And these the other managers, um, that said it, they were um, general managers or managers that were taking care of, you know, the dining room. But this is in California. I'm in California, so um, uh, we couldn't That's eat. Crazy. Yeah, we couldn't eat inside. All of the eating had to be on, on the outside. I see. Yeah. Yo, so where are you from? Just so the people know, what state are you in? I'm in Atlanta. Well, I'm in Georgia right now. Georgia. So GA and CA. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, man. I mean, so like. But wait, yeah. Let me wait. Let me ask about this. So you were getting tired. That's I'm just interested in that because I will tell you this about the face mask. This okay. <laughs> so we have clients that are sensitive, and one of the clients told me, um, when he went to the airport, he doubled up on mask, and he fell out and fainted. He doubled hurt up. His rib. He doubled up on mask. Yeah. What the? <laughs> wow. Who would double up on? He was scared. What kind he of... was scared. 
What kind of mask was it? The medical mask, the uh, white and um, blue one. People watch the news too much, man. People need to listen to more podcasts. Seriously. Because the, <laughs> the news is designed just to inject fear in your brain. I never, ever felt good after watching the news. Like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm empowered to take on the day. I never, I never felt like that. Not, not once, not once in my whole entire life did I ever feel good after watching the news. They never told him to double up on the mask, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he did it. How was he? Was I don't he? know why I'm laughing at it. Because <laughs> you're silly. Was, was he, like, um, overweight? Huh? Was yeah, he he's like... really overweight, actually. He's um, really overweight. Older guy? Um, maybe 50s. Okay. Well, well, he's he's definitely lucky to still, um, you know, be alive to tell the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy he's um, okay. Wow. Wow. So he doubled but up. It just goes to show what fear does. Like... <clears throat> it can paralyze I mean, we have to get oxygen in, you know? We have right. to get oxygen in. Just like the, that's why I said, like, just like the people, you know, being tired, a lack of oxygen is going to make you tired. Yeah. You know, since we're on the topics of uh, uh, masks, let's just hop into the uh, subject now. Like, what I don't... So we're talking about, I thought. Okay, yeah, okay, my bad. But but look, like, I don't get it, because it just, well, anyway, I was going to say it was kind of just a smooth uh, transaction or transition, you know, we didn't even discuss it, Uh we're in it. But um, uh, it's just interesting because um, you know they keep on saying trust, trust the science, trust the science, trust the science. I hate that word, man. Trust the science because science would tell you that you need you breathe in oxygen and you breathe out carbon dioxide. That's the science that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. whatever science, right. whatever science they're talking about, I don't know. That's that's science one one. Breathing oxygen about that so to have the mask on this whole entire time and and, and 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 okay fine just just a virus people are dying and what have you um but uh if you look at the the c the center for control um control and disease or whatever it's called the, the acronym what is it called ccd or cdd mm-hmm. um you know what i'm talking center about for disease and control yeah. Mm-hmm. C-B- 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 what, what, what's that noise in the back? You heard me? Yeah. Okay. Hold on, Sheba. <laughs> Alright, so like if you look at all of like the um guidelines for the um uh center for control and C-B-C? yeah, they tell you to have a mask on if you're not social distancing. But if there's social distancing, you don't need to have a mask on, right? Uh-huh. So those 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 are those are clear lines that they state. Yet you would see people who have masks on all the time. You know, you see people in their car. You would see people in their car with the mask on. You would see people jogging, biking with the mask on. You would see mm-hmm. people um, 
could have the mask on, and then they you come close to them and they back up and go, you know, and 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 the yeah. crazy part, you know, I don't know how it is in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, but here in California, like, um, when you eat at a restaurant, you can't eat inside because of whatever the policies that they have, um, the man the mandate, uh, whatever laws they have. Um, uh, you can only eat like in patios and like on the outside on the sidewalk. You know, they have, they have tables out there. And it's like... Oh, we can eat in regular restaurants. Yeah, but we can't do that in California. Uh. Yeah, in, in California, it's not like that. California, it's, it's been bad down here. It's been it's been bad down here, plus with, like, the forest fires and everything else. But, um, if, you know, I'm not even going to touch that subject. But what I'm trying to say is that um, they have to mask on. And then the minute they go to a restaurant and they eat, they sit on the patio, obviously, right? And then they take their mask off. So like, based on logic, like what? Does the virus have the intelligence to say, oh, these people are eating right now. Let me not bother them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're a non-masker. I'm definitely a non-masker. I, I, I never rock a mask unless if I have to, like to go inside of a store. And, and I know that's really, uh, you know, people might say, oh, they're selfish or oh, Maybe it won't affect you, but what about the other people that you come into contact with and things like that? I don't, uh, for me, a virus doesn't live inside of me and it won't live inside of me. Like my mind state and my just like level of of, uh, uh, certainty and belief will vibrate so high that that thing will not uh, be able to live inside of me. And, and that's the and that's the way that I see it. I know to people that might seem like bogus or whatever, like oh he's just talking some stuff, some spiritual holistic stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, that's how that's how I see it, and that's how I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And, and nobody and nobody can make me a rocket mask. But people who are wearing the mask, all right, cool. I totally get it. That's your belief system, and I respect it. But at the same time that I respect yours, uh, respect mine. You know. Yeah, but I just think that common sense isn't isn't too common, um, and that people really need to take a, a good look, you know, and um, stop giving away their freedoms. Because to me, that's what it seems like. It seems like people are giving away their freedoms. Yeah, I think we could think for ourselves more. We definitely could think for ourselves more. What do you? What do you think about it? What's your take on the whole mask uh, situation? Am I a mask or a non-masker? Yeah. I am a... I will put on a mask if if that's what makes other people feel comfortable. But not to the point where I have to have it on like for more than five, ten minutes. You know? I'm not going to spend hours with a mask on. Um, because that's gonna deplete my oxygen for one, and then two, it's gonna like be a cesspool of bacteria, or like not a cesspool, but it's gonna be a pool of bacteria. Like, and that's not cool either, because that can lower your immune system. So, um, yeah, I don't think. And then they, like you said, the CDC said wear a mask if you're not social distancing. Because I know people like to give me looks if, like, I walk into the store without a mask. People like to give me funny stares and whatnot. 
Well, then back up off me. That's it. Just back up, okay? Yeah. There was a there was a video. Bye, away. There there was this video on um on, on YouTube and it was two officers in uh, New York. They were minding their business, talking to one another. They didn't have a mask on, and then all of a sudden, this one guy came up and he was like, um, "Shouldn't you guys be having a mask on to protect us?" And then uh, the, the cops looked at each other and he was like. We don't need a mask on unless if we're um, um, social, uh, if we're not social dis- distancing. And then he was like, you know, obviously you're six feet away from me. He was like, so I don't need a mask on. But if you want to come closer to me, I put a mask on. You want to come close to me? Um, and then the other guy looked at him and he was like, you're a Karen. You know, the cop called the guy a Karen. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to actually send that. That's <laughs> funny. It, it was funny. It was funny. Cop called a guy Karen. Yeah. This this is video out. Um. Um. Uh, it's uh, I think it's by like a channel called uh, Seven Seven Circles, and um, huh. it says the most contagious thing. And when you watch the video, it talks about the effects of a smile and what a smile actually does, and it's scientific proof. You know, people, you know, different professors from different schools uh, studied it and this hmm. was, this, this was a, a science and they talked about what a mask uh, or what a um, smile does how it actually has health benefits such as better for your blood pressure um, cholesterol I don't remember everything that they listed and yeah and then they, and then they talk, talk um, about how it's really contagious how when you smile you consciously or subconsciously excuse me smile as well. And um, yeah, if you look at like um, everybody right now, man, they got their heads down and nobody's smiling. And you know, like a smile is really, really, really powerful. I remember when I was working at, at Cheesecake Factory, there was um, a waitress and we became uh, good friends and she was a student and she was taking up uh, uh, therapy. I forget exactly what the major was, but she wanted to be a therapist. and. Um, she told me that you know whenever you're feeling bad just smile and hold it for 10 seconds and all you need is 10 seconds and that's enough time for the um uh, serotonin to seep in inside of your uh, uh, blood and then you start feeling good um yeah people aren't doing that nowadays you know i mean i'm not saying people aren't smiling but you know it's it's easy to see somebody smile when you smile like that's why we like comedy and we like to laugh and you know you know, I was at a restaurant and I was out eating and whatnot and the wait, uh, the server was talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> the lady. Um, and she put, she would pull her mask down to smile and that really just warmed my heart. Like, Did you cry? It was part of the service. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> service you know what I mean yeah and still add that in there even though we wear masks now mm. um time this is how the earth is now <laughs> I did want to cry oh I don't know if this has to do with the mask but I did want to cry so we have a carnivore every year over here it's like a, um the cop county fair yeah and um they don't have any rides. 
It was pretty much canceled. But one thing that they did have is like some food, like some carnival food. They call it like a carnival or something. Wait, so it was so sad. It was sad and sorry. Every time I ride past it, it looks sad and sorry. Wow, so they had a carnival with no rides. So people just walk around and what, play games and eat food? Not even play games. Why would they even open it? I know, it was just to like tease us or something. Wow, man. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like this at all, man. I mean like Disney is closed. Disney laid off I forget how many people. It could have been twenty eight thousand or seventeen thousand, but they, they laid off a bunch of uh, people. And um yeah, they just can't operate. They're losing a lot of money, you know. Six Flags is open over here. Six Flags or at least So so how could Six Flags be open but the carnival um can't be open? Oh, I don't know. And I mean, everybody had to wear their face masks and six flags, but you being out, it's outside, but you still had to wear your mask for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, they're open. Everybody had to wear a mask and six flags. Mm-hmm. You have wow. to keep it on, even though you're outside. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Crazy times, man. You know, and, and this this virus, it, it is, it, it, I mean, it hasn't even done what they said it was going to do originally when they talked about it. Oh, it's going to kill this many people and blah, blah, Nah, man. Everybody everybody knows the people that are awake. They know that it's something, um, it's, it's something more to it. That it's something, you know, like, um, that's not being said. Like, there's other there's other agendas that are happening. And, and and maybe, I'm not saying that this is made up, the virus or anything, but I feel like they're taking advantage of it and they're using it to further some type of agenda. What do you think it is, like a financial agenda? Well, yeah, I think that, I think that's a lot of different agendas. I think, I think one is the financial uh, agenda. See, this is, this is what people don't, don't realize. And, and I really didn't want to get into this, but, um, um, we did say we were going to talk about finances today, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you look at uh, the dollar bill, right? Um, the dollar bill, the first one uh, came, I don't know, like in 19, I mean, 1890s, I believe. The first dollar bill, bill was invented in the United States. And then when the um, uh, Federal Reserve uh, came out, um, when the Federal Reserve came out, um, all of a sudden, uh, they had a new dollar bill, right? And and the dollar bill used to be backed by gold um, in 1933. And then, uh, well, it used to be backed by gold up until 1933. And then what they did was they actually... Um, well, so like, let's say if I had... Um, let's say if, if, if I had um, five pounds of gold, right? Then, then as, as a government, I would print off um, uh, a currency, right? And, and the currency would be in different uh, nominations or denominations. Um, and uh, I would have some $1, some five, some 10, some 20, et cetera. And um, I could only make enough 
uh, money, right, enough denominations that would um, be equal to the amount of gold that I have. So, so um, I couldn't go over that amount because it was backed by gold. So in, in essence, the dollar bill was a certificate saying that this right here represents gold. You know what I mean? So, so, so if, if I had taken that dollar and I took that dollar to the bank um, prior, prior to 1933, if I took it to the bank, then the bank will give me $1 worth of gold. If I took a $1 bill to the bank prior to 1933 and say, um, uh, give me my gold, they would say, okay, and they would give me uh, $1 worth of gold. I see. And, and, if, and, if, and if I took um, $20 to the bank, they would give me $20 worth of gold. So the, the reason why they had to make sure that it was backed by gold, first of all, so people could have faith um, in it, and then second of all, um, because the dollars had to add up to the money, because if there was so much, because if there was a whole bunch of money, and then all of a sudden everybody at once said, okay, I want my gold, and they take their money to the bank, and all of a sudden there's more dollars than there is gold, um, and then um, you know that the dollar really isn't backed by gold. Okay, so, um, um, so in 1933, they made it illegal to own gold, and, and that lasted all the way up. You could own gold as far as like gold jewelry, but you couldn't own it in um, bullion, or you couldn't own like gold gold coins or anything like that, um, or gold um, or gold um, 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 bricks or whatever you want to call them. Um, you couldn't own any of that. You know, it had to be like jewelry, and that was it. Um, and, and and all of that ended. I mean, and that went on, and it ended in 1971. So uh, Nixon, right? Um, after JFK died, Nixon was the uh, vice president. He became president, and and Nixon took the dollar off of the gold uh, standard. So now the dollar wasn't backed by gold anymore. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So then what happened was the the banks and all of the financial institutions they said, oh wow. It's not backed by gold anymore. So, you know, we're not really the financial institutions and the banks, but more like the Federal Reserve, because the Federal Reserve is the institution or the the, 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 the business. It's really a private business. People think that it's part of the federal government, but it's not. It's a private like institution. But the Federal Reserve was like, oh, you know, we can now actually print as much money as we want, because it doesn't have to be backed by gold. So we can literally make up uh, uh, money. And, and print it out, and, mm. and and that happened in 1971. So um, that's a little, you know, a little one-on-one -on -one about the history of the dollar. But I'm I'm saying all of that just to make this one specific point that if you look at when the dollar was taken off the gold standard, which was in 1971, and if you look at the year that we're in right now, night uh, 2020. That was exactly 49 years ago, right? Right. So if you take into account of inflation, everybody knows that um, every two years, um, every two years, uh, um, there's a two, I'm sorry, every year there's a 2% um, inflation. 
And let me actually look up the definition of inflation. Hold on. Um, because I want to get the proper definition. Inflation, isn't it like when the dollar goes up? No, because I don't think a lot of people know. So, inflation, right? Uh, the action of inflating of inflating something or the condition of being inflated. So that's so that's one kind of like the inflation of a balloon. But then the second definition, you know, that has to do with um, economics, right? It says uh, a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. So I'm gonna read that again. A general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. So the key thing is the prices go up, right? A general increase in prices and a fall in the purchasing value of money. So to fall in the purchasing value of money, which means that the money, the, the purchasing value that is declining. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay, so so every year we have a 2% uh, um, inflation. So if you look at when the dollar bill was taken off the gold standard, which was in um, 1971, and you look at right now, it's 2020, that was 49 years. And if you take uh, uh, 49 and you divide it, um, um, or you take two and you divide it into 49 or whatever, take 49 divided into two, um, the, the dollar bill is only worth um, two, two cents. Because in, in, let's say 1971, the dollar bill would have been worth a dollar. Then 1972, it would have been worth 98 cent. 1973, it would have been worth 96 cent. 1974, um, it would have been it would have been worth uh, 94 cent, and so on and so forth. And it would have kept on losing its value every single year. So 49 years later, after all of that, the dollar is now worth two cent, right? Shiva. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I know I'm talking a lot, and I'll let you get in here real quick, but I just want to make this point. So, so with with that being said, this is the year 2020, and 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 the dollar only has two percent of its value left, meaning that next year the dollar would be um, uh, 100 percent dead. It wouldn't be worth any money whatsoever. And if that's the case, if, if the dollar isn't worth what it's normally worth, think about all of the money this year that has gotten passed around. Free money. Think about think about the, the bailouts and everything else. I mean, the money has been just given away. It's kind of like what happened in Germany, you know, back in, I don't know, the 30s. Where it took like a million, a million, um, I don't know what the currency was, but a million of the currency in Germany at that time to buy a loaf of bread because the inflation, they called it um, hyperinflation because the inflation was so bad. So I think that they're using the coronavirus um, to, to kind of tweak and, and mess with the financial system because it seems kind of ironic that, you know, okay, the coronavirus happened at this time of the year, but then all of a sudden, um, you know, as so, like other things are happening as well too. There's so many issues with the economy, got shut down, blah, blah, blah. So I think 
I think that this being this being it's gonna be like a financial um, reset. I can see that. Yeah, and and I think you know I was listening I was listening to some uh, people, and and they were saying that everybody's gonna get um um what do they call it a universal basic I- income UBI universal basic income meaning that every month everybody will automatically get something like twelve hundred dollars or wh- whatever the amount is that they're going to decide, and 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 all of that money would be deposited into your account through like credits, through digits. And, and that's how um, it's gonna be moving forward. You know, people will still have jobs and things like that, but they will at least have a base um, income. Where did you hear about that? So I, you know, I, I, I study a lot of people and, and look at a lot of people. This lady, she actually um, uh, was in the banks and in the financial system um, when I think she was 18 when it happened, when uh, Nixon took the dollar off of the um, off, off of the gold standard, and she um, she was in the industry, so she's been in it ever since. And she always talks about gold and silver. And her first name is Lynette. Um, I don't remember her last name. Let me actually see if I can find it. Um, Lynette something. Lynette. 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 Uh, yeah, but she has good information. I mean, Robert Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad, he talks about this kind of stuff. Um, if you watch, um, um, it's a couple of channels that I had subscribed to on uh, YouTube, and all of them are talking about this kind of stuff. So as like as like uh, an insurance policy, what a lot of people are doing is a lot of people are actually putting their money, investing and buying gold coins and silver coins because um, they don't know what's gonna happen to the dollar. You know, they don't want their dollar to be like toilet paper where it, it isn't worth any money whatsoever. So they're kind of like securing the value of their money by putting it in gold, putting it in silver, or other people are putting it in things like um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, what is her name, man? What what do you think about all that? Do you think that there is uh, some other agenda, or do you think that it's just basically Corona time? Well, definitely with the finances, I think they definitely is an agenda. <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> with the um attached to the coronavirus, and I also think that um. You know, it's definitely bound to happen. Like the dollar is definitely bound to fall because you know it's everybody knows we're in debt. You know, super super debt. So right, numbers don't lie, and it's you know you can only say that couldn't take over the um you know higher or the leak before it just does it gives out and what makes a big rap. And it's about to make a big rap. It's about to make a big what? It's about to make a big rip. A, a big rip. What, what do you mean by a, a big rip? Well, I said, you know, I just said that, you know, it's, it's going to give out, you know, because we keep patching it up and keep printing more money to, you know, oh, okay. they didn't print it. So, they keep printing and 
try to patch it up, but it's gonna fall out in the open. Mm. So you're pretty much saying like inflation, because inflation, like what they said, to blow something up, and that's pretty much what we're doing right now. We're just blowing it up, and the bubble's gonna pop. You're saying. True, true. So when it, when it pops, it's going to be a big mess. Yeah. It's going to be a big, big, big mess. I think next year it's going to be hectic, uh, especially who goes into office. I'm not sure who's going to be um, in, in office, but uh, I think depending on who's, who's in office, that it's going to be a bigger pop, you know? I think... I think I think if Trump gets elected again, then things are not going to be as worse. Um, but if uh, Biden gets into office, then things are going to get really, really bad, and the economy is just going to go like boom. You know how like there's two ways you can pop a balloon. You can pop a balloon right to where it goes boom, or you can pop it like with a little needle, and then the air goes out slowly but surely. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Why do you think that? So? Why do you, what makes you say that? Why do you think that? Well, because Trump is not uh, pump. Because uh, Trump is not a um, <laughs> a uh, politician. He's a businessman. I mean, he owns the Trump Tower. He owns all the real estate, etc. We we know who Trump is and what he does. He's worth like you know, uh, two point three billion dollars or something like that. Whereas Bernie Sanders is, is worth uh, not Bernie Sanders. Um, Joe Biden. He's worth um, uh, what is he worth? He's worth like I think thirteen million dollars or nine million dollars, something like that. But he has nowhere near the amount of wealth that um, Donald Trump has. You know, and, and as an entrepreneur, right, one one criteria of an entrepreneur is what every entrepreneur has to know is they have to know about money. And if you don't know about money, then you're not an entrepreneur um, because you have to manage your own money. Whereas if you have a job, the government manages your money for you. The government takes your taxes out. The government, you know, you know, give you all of this and do all of that. If you're an entrepreneur, you gotta, you gotta know that stuff. Either you gotta do your own taxes, or you gotta hire an accountant, you gotta deal with bookkeeping, the whole nine yards. So, you know, I, I think that Biden doesn't know about money, and that's that's the reason why it would be more of a bigger mess. Whereas Trump doesn't know about it, so um, things would be a little bit uh, better. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't find that channel, but I know her first name is uh, Lynette. Hmm. She's cool. Um, real cool. All right, so let's see. We talked about restaurants. We talked about the mass. Uh, we talked about finances. Um, you know, and, I, and again, I'm pushing gold and silver, and. Um, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, that Those are things that I do personally. And of course, you know, I'm not giving out advice to anybody. I'm not a financial advisor. You know, it's sad that we have to have all of these disclaimers and everything just to protect ourselves from litigation, from getting sued. Because, you know, everybody's out there to take somebody else's money. But they could just actually go and make their own money themselves, you know? Mm. Yeah. So anyway, um, what else? Um, what, what, what were the other two topics that we were going to talk about? Vegan trend and tarot cards. Vegan trend. Card readings. <clears throat> okay. What do you think about? You got to speak up, Shiva. 
What do you think about vegans? I am speaking up. All right, perfect. Um, I think that uh, vegan, man, it blew up, you know? It, it blew up big. It blew up just as much as the inflation in the economy. <laughs> um, I oh, think- and just for anybody that doesn't know, both Jonathan and I grew up strict vegetarian slash vegan. And um, so, yeah, just to point that out. So we've right. seen how the market well, like, like I remember when Tofu Puffs came out, that was like the first veggie hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Called Tofu Puffs. Um, yeah, and that was like, that was big, you know, and now they have tons of different ones. So, right. But I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and uh, uh, take the roll. I want you to talk about it a little bit more. What? Oh, well. I don't know, veganism, veggie. Okay, so back in the, just just to compare it, back in the day, like when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of fake meats out. Um, it was only a few fake cheeses and things like that. Um, it was just, it was small. We would go to these little small, we would search them out, well, my parents, my mom in particular, she would search them out, little health food stores. And, um, you know, just try to find the food and she would go get the tofu from the Asian market and so we always had an array of different foods because you know there were a limited amount of foods to eat as a vegetarian especially back in the day um you know so search out the foods but I don't know nowadays it's like so many different kind of foods but I will say even back in the day they, it seemed like they would try harder to be more healthier. Now it's like trendy. You could tell yeah. the company care about the ingredients that they put in the food as long as it's not, you know, meat or animal product. And, you know, some companies they'll still have just as, you know, many preservatives or artificial colors or flavors and chemicals in the food as, you know, a regular cereal. You know, I don't know. Just right. picking something. Because back in the day, I remember like the cereal, it would be sweetened with fruit juice. Like that was like a good, you know, vegetarian or vegan cereal to eat. Something that was sweetened with fruit juice versus sweetened with sugar. And now, um, you know, they put plain sugar in everything. And as long as it stays like non-GMO or organic, it should be fine to eat. It's, you know, the message that they're pushing. Mm. I think there are, I think there are like four different types of vegans, right? Or, or, or vegetarians. And I think that I think that there are the religious type, right? The, the type where it's against their religion. So that would be um, Hindus. And if you're a Buddhist, um, you're not supposed to consume meat. So that, that would be another one. Um, and um, um, I'm not sure what other type of religions um, are like that, but the Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, the Seventh-day Adventists, exactly. Seventh-day Adventists, they don't consume me. So, that's one. And then the second one is um, um, it's health it's health reasons. Like, I know a lot of older people um, in the restaurant industry, actually, 
who um, they were sad because they could no longer eat meat and they would look at the steak and their mouth would kind of be uh, like salivating, you know, like, oh, I want it. But the doctor said that, you know, they can't have meat, that um, it wasn't good for them, you know? Um, so I think there's people who are doing it for health reasons, not necessarily a religious reason. Um, and then there are people who are doing it for animal rights. The, the people that, um, um, you know, you know, they don't believe in killing animals or killing another sentiment being. Um, they don't think it's right. They don't think it's uh, righteous. And and you know, uh, if you look at Wu Tang Clan, eighty percent of the Wu Tang Clan are um, are vegetarians or vegans. And what, one of the things that one of them said, I think it was the uh, RZA. He said, in order, he said, I don't need to kill. No, I don't need to take an animal's life in order for me to be alive. I don't need to take an animal's life in order for me to be alive. So, you know, there's that group of people, right? Um, they, they'd rather eat food that is grown instead of food that is born. And then there is the last the last group of, of um, vegans, right? And uh, those people are the people that are trendy. Those are the people, like, if you go to the gym, and at, um, you know, right by like New Year's time, you know, they would get that membership. They would make these New Year's resolution, and then by the time February comes or March come, they never go back to the gym again. It was just a trendy type thing. You know, they didn't have the stamina to really do it for the longevity of it. It was more like a short-lived thing. And you know, and, and I, I have friends and I've known people that said, "Hey, I'm a vegan." And then, you know, five minutes later, they would turn around and then they would eat, um, you know, a piece of bacon and say, um, you know, I'm vegan sometimes, but, you know, I don't think I don't think people really understand what it means to be a vegan and what it is to be uh, a vegan. You can say I'm, I'm mostly plant-based, you know, and um, but I do consume some meat, and that's one thing. But to say that I'm a vegan, vegans, they, they, um, they, uh, they totally refrain from eating uh, animals or animal byproducts. By definition, that's the definition of a vegan. So you can't say I'm a vegan sometimes and, and eat bacon because then you're breaking the definition. You could say, oh, I'm mostly plant-based, like, oh, I'm I'm 90% plant-based and, and I consume, you know, uh, meats or fishes or whatever 10% uh, of the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so yeah, so it's, it's definitely that uh, trend. And um, I think that, I think that people need to look at their, um, they need to look at their um, life and they have to figure out what kind of diet uh, do they want? Um, do they want a diet that is um, heavy? Do they want a diet that's a little bit lighter? Or a diet, a diet that is uh, super, super light, because depending on whatever you eat, that's going to determine like the type of energy, like how dense you are. Like, okay, fine, we we were both born vegetarians, you and I. Um, but then when I went to Penn State, I was 18. For that whole entire year, I consumed meat. Like most people, when they go to college, you know, they have the regular American diet. When they go to college, they become vegetarians. And that's kind of like that that freedom, that hippie movement, they're trying to find themselves or whatever. But for me, it was the opposite. For me, I was like, I was born a vegetarian, so 
I always wanted to try meat, especially being, you know, a cook, a chef, a waiter, whatever, being around all the stuff. So I'm going to try a bunch of it. And I tried steak and I tried shrimp and, and, and chicken and, and um, uh, turkey. You know, I had my first turkey on Thanksgiving because we never had a, tur- a turkey on Thanksgiving before. And um, uh, what I can say is that I gained a tremendous amount of weight um, that my legs... Okay. What, what was that? much did you gain um well at that time in my life my uh weight was always between 150 and 155 um but when i consumed meat my weight went all the way up to 215 pounds and 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 it it went up in a very short amount of uh, time wow i remember when you came back and they were calling you blubber boy <laughs> yeah, they was like, "Oh, look at Jonathan. He's got he's got titties. We got to get him a bra and all that kind of stuff." And um and uh what they um what um what happened was when I would walk, uh my thighs would touch each other and they actually got rashes on my inner thighs because, you know, I had got I had gained so much of my weight. And I got like stretch marks on my um on my glutes. You know what I'm saying? Um why did you do it? Why did you eat me? I mean, you never ate it before. I did it because out of curiosity. Um, I did it because I wanted to see what was all of the hype about. You know, I think that people are so quick to judge other people because we're so um, the media is so divisive, right? And, and like and like and like this world that we live in is so polarized, man. It really is like black or white or mask or no mask, you know, and or or you know, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, or you're fat and you're skinny, or even if you are black, right? You have the the, the um the dividing within the black community. Oh, she's a she's a light skinny girl, you know. Um, oh, she's a dark skinny girl, and and you being um you know a lighter um complexion, um, I'm sure you've experienced some of that stuff as well too. Um, so it's, it's just really divisive, right? Oh, he's ghetto, oh, he's not ghetto, oh, he's classy, he's not classy, he's liberal, he's conservative, whatever. So I right. I like to I like to experience things and, you know, and to experience both sides of the polarity. I like to experience like the bad side of it and the good side of it. That way I can formulate my own, um, my own opinion. Hmm. So, um, and, and plus, when we were younger, I remember, man, like we lived in New York, right? And everybody, they would have like cookouts and block parties, and everybody would be eating hot dogs and hamburgers, you know. And that was a long time ago. What was that? I don't know, 25 years ago, whatever, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but that was a long time ago, and they didn't have, you know, it wasn't popular, the, like what you said, um, you know, veggie burgers and impossible burgers and, and veggie dogs and all of that stuff. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't popular. It wasn't out there like that, um, you know. So, so like looking at everybody, like we we used to always want to um, try some of that stuff and and be like uh, everybody else, you know. I remember in high school, I wanted to be like um, you know, just other people and have some meat. Yeah. So I did. Turned it out. Every oh, you- time I tried it, it out. Every time you try to, you spend, what kind of um, what kind of stuff did you try? Um, like some sandwich meat and then some chicken tenders. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> it tastes what? Bloody. Bloody. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, with me when I ate it, I couldn't I couldn't eat meat that had a bone in inside of it. Like if like if it was chicken wings, I couldn't eat it. But if it was chicken tenders or like a chicken breast, then I could eat it. Hmm. Yeah. But um but yeah, you know, and then anyway, after that year I totally turned it down. But you know, doing that that little exper- experiment for me, I came to the um conclusion that hey, meat isn't for me. But if somebody does consume meat, I don't I don't judge it. But I do think, you know, based on all the research that's out there, that um, you know, what we're doing with the cows and how much land it actually takes up and how it destroys all, all of the soil and all of these foodborne illnesses, right? Because I'm a chef, I went to culinary school, et cetera. I had a lot of jobs in the industry. What that actually does um, to the soil um, and, 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 and what, um, you know, like the salmonella, the E. coli, the um, botulism and all of these other things. A lot of these things, not all of them, but a lot of them uh, come from meat products. Um, so, yeah, that's something that people need to consider. And what's, what's, what's also interesting is that, you know, a lot of famous people. Fed 19. What was that? All of the plagues, even this COVID 19. Yeah, even COVID 19. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about that. That has to do with meat, right? They said it came from a bat or whatever they said it came from. But it, it didn't come from. What they're saying that it came from, right? It didn't come from people eating zucchini or the way that they grew a tomato or, or an eggplant. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So we can all agree that Albert Einstein, everybody quotes him a lot, and we kind of idolize him in this country, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that Albert Einstein said that the quote that everybody knows from him the best is, "What's the definition of insanity?" doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. Well, it's interesting, you know, ironically, because Albert Einstein was actually uh, a vegetarian. And um, there are so many people who are famous, you know, after doing some research, that I realized they are actually uh, vegetarians. People like Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is a vegetarian. Did you know that? Mhm. I knew it. You did. <laughs> okay, and so is and so is um Johnny uh, Depp. Johnny Depp, uh, Arnold, um, I'll be back. Um, it's just tons of people. Um, Serena, not not Serena Williams, but uh, Venus Williams. It's it's a bunch of famous people who are actually vegetarians uh, and vegans. Like I said, most of the Wu Tang um are vegans as well too. That's my that's my whole take on it. You know, like I don't know, man. Um, like I said, I don't judge anybody, but for me, the best diet right now is, is this vegan diet. But I, even with having a vegan diet, I still stay away from a lot of that that vegan um, junk food. I, I just try to eat as as clean and as whole as possible. But then, of course, I do have my weak moments, and you know, like what you said, food is a drug, and we have these. Um, uh, addictions, you know. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, you know what? If I'm gonna have the junk food, I'd rather do the vegan junk food. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, I'm gonna get cheese. I'm gonna get cheese doodles with cheese and some butter and salt on it versus, you know, cheese doodles with some chemical made up that's not even cheese, it's some orange dye and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> mm. It's usually the same amount of money now. It's usually about the same amount of money. Right. You know, yeah, people vegan food is a lot of money. I don't think it's the money to be vegan or vegetarian. Um, The vegan meats are expensive and you get a small amount for the vegan meat, but you don't need vegan meat to be vegetarian or vegan. So, yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, they say that people live um, 6.1 to 10.7 years longer, people who don't consume meat. So if you take into account the hospital bills, right, because most people lose all of their savings in a 401k and everything else like that when they're older because they spend all of that money on medical bills just to stay alive. But if you're investing in yourself the whole whole entire time, then... um, um, it's going to be cheaper in the long run anyway. Hmm. So, if you look at it like that, you know, I, I think um, this, uh, I forget how many, I had the statistics. Um, I don't have them with me right now, but in the United States, I think there's 5% of the United States are vegetarians, um, but the, the number is constantly increasing more and more every year. And then out of that 5% are vegetarians, I think 1.5% are, are vegans. And there are roughly three, 300 and, I don't remember the number, 380 million people in the United States, maybe? This is actually a really small country if you think about it, you know? Yeah, we're pretty small. Yeah, in comparison to like India, who has what, two, 2 billion or China or something like that? Like these are countries that are gigantic as far as the uh, population is considered, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so um, talk to me about uh, tarot card and the oracle cards. I don't know anything about that. Talk talk to the people. What do you want to know about them? Well, I mean, like, what is the difference between a tarot card and an oracle card? Okay. Um, so wait, because before we start, you you actually you actually do tarot cards, right? I do um, playing cards. Playing which cards. That's where the originate from. Yeah, um, it's really called the Book of Life, or it's the um, so the Book of Cards, your regular playing cards. Um, they come from ancient Egypt and America or also known as Atlantis. Um, they originate from there and 52 um, personalities in that deck. So each person has a personality card and I am the eight of diamonds and um, it means I am a queen, a royal. But other than that, <laughs> no, but seriously, um, when religion came into play, that's when yeah. people started uh, making 
part, um, making up um, games with them okay. so that they can still their um, science and still be accepted, um, you know, in the kingdom of queen. And so, um, anyway, the tarot cards come from um, the playing cards. Um, tarot cards were originated in Europe somewhere around the Renaissance times or the medieval times. And um, they're actually very, um, they're very, very um, accurate, really accurate. Um, yeah, but it's, you have the major arcana and the minor arcana, and if you're a tarot person, then you know like what each one is for. And, yeah, wait. Um, again, you have the what? Major arcana what, what? and the minor arcana. So, major arcana cards. Um, would be like the strength card. Um, it would be like the death card. Um, those are major arcana. The major arcana means that the divine is at work. Um, is at work and is at play um, in your life, like making events happen. Versus the minor arcana is not as um, divinely driven. Um, but yeah. So you have those two separate ones, but they, all of the cards make up the tarot deck. I forget how many cards there are, but then there are oracle cards. Now oracle cards, and I have a few different oracle cards, but um, they speak about, um, they could be any kind of cards. So they could be like earth magic. Um, they could be angels or archangels. Um, they can speak about this elements of the earth, fairies, um, sea creatures, just really anything you're into. Um, I've even had cards that are of yoga poses and, um, you know, they'll have a representation of what each yoga pose means. So yeah, there are all different kinds of cards. I even have, you know what, there's a, a deck of cards that speak about, um, about uh, recovery. So people in like Alcoholics Anonymous or Shoppings Anonymous or, um, you know, Kleptomania, I think it will be called, Anonymous, um, cards for those. And um, um, there's also like affirmation cards. But the thing about the cards is that they help to exercise your intuition something that we all have, something that I think we can all, um, it'll behoove us to, um, you know, develop it more and to listen to it more and to get to know it more. You know, it's funny you say that because if you look at, if you look at intuition, um, tuition is like to learn, right? Um, like, like school. So it's like, if you look at your intuition, that's like your inner, your inner school. Hmm. That's pretty deep. I didn't think of it like that. So, like, we should listen to that more, you know? Right. Yeah, Buddha said, go within or go without. <laughs> I like that. I, I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it took me, it went on my head, but then I grabbed it and I understood. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't go within it, you ain't gonna have nothing then, you know? 
depends how long how much information they want but anywhere from 10 minutes to a half an hour to an hour okay I wanted a reading on how this podcast is going to turn out with me is there where you can give me a reading for that right now right now yeah uh, <laughs> I don't have everything in front of me you don't okay maybe next, next time. show next show yeah definitely Okay. Yeah, I definitely think we need some new mics. I hear a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of fizzy stuff. This never happened before. And I just bought this mic, too. I got it from Amazon. Don't buy it. I don't know. This is a special mic that we should get. This one is called Define. F-I-F-I-N-E. Define. But I'm not getting this anymore. I got to get a new mic. Don't get that one anymore. Mm-mm. Don't nope. do that anymore. Mm-mm. Womp, <laughs> Cool. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. We're about to get out of here. Yay, yay. Until next time, uh, we should have a lot more episodes coming out. It should be getting better and better. Uh, once again, my name is Johnny Boy. Uh, they used to call me that when I was younger, though. That's where the name came from. Uh, Johnny Boy. And I'm in California. And uh, I appreciate you guys. What, what do you got, Sheba? I'm Sheba. Girl. Sheba girl. <laughs> I'm from Georgia. Um, check me out on Instagram, beautyinsideout underscore, beautyinsideout underscore. Or check me out on Facebook, Sheba Spencer. Um, contact me for a reading. Contact me if you want soaps and products, um, all natural skincare products. Damn, you have a lot of info, man. Greedy. All right, hold up. Actually, um, check me out then. Check me out. Um, um, I'm, uh, I got cook- I'm not going to do my cooking videos, but check me out on this YouTube channel that I just started not too long ago. Uh, it's actually called Seven Circles. <laughs> That's the one where I made the smiley video, but also I got like interviews that I do with other people. So Seven, S-E-V-E-N, uh, Circles, C-I-R-C-L-E-S, um, Seven Circles. Uh, on YouTube, and um, you can type in Jonathan Spencer after that if it doesn't show up, but it, it should show up. There's only like I don't know 1,500 subscribers, but the channel's pretty cool. It's got some good information on it, and I think you guys will like it. So, with that being said, uh, have a great day and um, be safe and take care. Bye. Bye.